Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, November the 13th. Friday the 13th, 2020. Man, talk about a talk about an eerie day, if there ever has been one. It is Friday the 13th, 2020. I am just realizing this right now. It's about 4 o'clock, and I've made it through this day so far, so I guess, you know, knock on wood, nothing... Uh, Nothing crazy turns about, but I want to jump in and give you crazy kids a podcast today titled, Do You Have a Stress Bod? And this is a piece from my homies over at Precision Nutrition. It's kind of a collective uh, a group uh, write-up here. I believe uh, Ryan Maciel and Adam Fett and Alyssa Bauman all kind of put this together. I'm going to kind of read through it, give you guys uh, the stress test, if you will, kind of break down, see where you fit in, and hopefully alleviate some of the stressful things uh, hindering you from getting the body you truly want. But before I dig into that, today's podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. It's 100% THC free. It will not get you high. You got to go somewhere else for that. But their CBD is legit. Uh, I've had the founders on the podcast before. Super cool dudes. Trust them. I take the products myself. Again, I don't ingest anything that I don't think is good for me. Or if I know it's bad for me, I know I'm making a conscious, terrible decision. Uh, But I do take their dream product uh, to go to sleep each night. And I have felt that my sleep latency, meaning that I wake up so much less other than to, you know, maybe go to the bathroom, uh, I feel I, I, uh, I'm well rested every day I get, uh, get up. So if you guys are interested in checking out any of their CBD products, I can always get you 20% off. I take the dream product every night. Um, I will take the tincture uh, every now and then. And then my wife does the tincture and the balm and the dream. She is a, a CBD fiend, if you will, but uh, she feels it helps with the soft tissue. I like to tincture in the dream product. Anything that can, can help me not only get to sleep, but stay asleep, I think is the key and not wake up at two in the morning thinking about, oh, what the heck do I got going on tomorrow or the 19 different weird things uh, happening in the world, hence today's podcast, The Stress Bot. So if you guys are interested in trying the exact CBD that I take, hit me up. I think I still have um, a handful of the dream packs here. So I can actually have Monica send you guys uh, a pack of that to try and uh, see if it works for you. But again, you can always get 20% off if you tap in the code Jeremy Scott on the Beam site, and I'm happy to send you guys the link directly as well. And with that, I know on Tuesday, my homies over at JLab are having a sale. I think it's almost 30%. It's like 28%, something weird, on all their protein, uh, all their fish oil, the krill oils, the probiotics. Anything that's on the site will be 30% off. We will have a code for you guys. So if you're listening to this, and you hear this anytime around November 17th, 18th, or 19th, hit me up as fast as you can, and we can send you a code to save you uh, on the protein powder we take and the fish oil and the krill oil as well. Anything I can do to get you guys a discount or a deal, I'm happy to do so. And so uh, I don't have the code yet, but I know they're going to be doing that. So that's what I got going on today. And so let's jump into uh, the episode of Do You Have a Stress Bod? Oh, you know what? I lied. I got one more thing. I shared this on my story today, and uh, I feel it's almost too good just to put on there. I might have to just uh, rewrite it in a tweet and uh, put it up on Instagram as well. I saw it somewhere on LinkedIn today when I was resharing some of our content, 
And it's a basic quote. I've seen parts of it before, and this is written a handful of different ways. But you guys are going to get the gist of it. And it's, I quote, please remember, your job is the dream of the unemployed. Your house is the dream of the homeless. Your smile is the dream of the depressed. Your health is the dream of those who are sick. Don't let difficult times make you forget your blessings. End quote. If there was ever a year, this would be true. It is 2020, my friends, for probably all of us in one shape or another. And I don't mean to get off topic here and talk about this, but I know for my wife uh, specifically, her role now is not exactly the same as what she's been doing the last probably two years. And although it might not be ideal, um, she's probably having to do a lot of things that are not uh, you know, what she's used to, but she's very thankful for it. Uh, she's very grateful for it. And I've heard her say that so many times in the last month compared to her saying that any time in the last couple of years. Not that she wasn't always grateful, but she has verbalized it more now. Even when she might have a rough day and you might get a couple of no's or, you know, however, she works a different kind of job than me. So I don't really understand what those fancy corporate people do. But uh, she would say, you know, you know, hey, this is going to be a tough day, but I'm very thankful and grateful to have it because she knows so many other people have, are still furloughed have been laid off and have lost jobs. And it's just, even for her, for me to hear her verbally say that repeatedly, I know it hits home. And I've always said this, you know, if the house I live in today, and I don't think it's anything fancy, it's in Scottsdale. So obviously it's expensive because everything's expensive here now. It's getting to be utterly ridiculous. But if this house I live in today was the, the nicest house I ever lived in, I would be okay with that. To me, it's just a box with a cover on it. It's, you know, essentially, however you want to split it, four walls with a roof. And, hey, I got a pool. And for a ghetto-ass kid like me where I grew up, man, I'm living the dream. But I know there's so many people who would trade places with me in a heartbeat if I was ever to complain about it. And, yeah, do I have a 9,000-square-foot house in the nicest neighborhood in Scottsdale? No, I don't. But I also don't need that shit anyway. I basically go from the couch to my bedroom to the bathroom. So, I don't need anything super crazy, but I know it's a blessing that I have it. And to understand if you are having a good day, you know, your laughs and your smiles are the dream of somebody who is sad and depressed and in a darker place. And the most important one, your health is the dream of people who are sick. That is reality. And I always say that. That's why I value this life so much. I'm a, I'm a sensation person. I'm a feeling person. I am... And I always say this, I'm a gorilla in a warehouse because I am. I am is probably what closer to a primate than all of you listening because I'm so driven by the most primitive things. Ice cold coffee or hot coffee if I'm freezing, for example. But most of the time I do ice coffee. Uh, a hot shower, you know, a fire, a cool breeze, sunshine, having sex, like basic things. That's all that drives me every day. I want to feel good. I want to have good feelings put on me. I'm willing to go through pain in the gym because that's my choice, but I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broken. I don't like to see other people that way as well. That's why I do this for a living. And anytime I don't feel good, food poisoning, 
uh, if I get a, a terrible sinus infection um, in college, if I drink way too much and find yourself hugging the toilet puking, I would literally be down there praying to just feel quote unquote normal. I don't even need to feel great. I just need to feel quote unquote normal. And by normal, I always mean just healthy, just not sick and broken. And so understand if you're in a, a rough spot this year, don't let the difficult times make you forget your blessings. And I know it is tough to do because I go through it, man, just like you guys do. I go through it in waves. And sometimes it's hard to uh, escape all the noise and the bullshit. And the uncertainty and the not knowing is probably the thing I hate the most. And not just for me. And I truly mean this. Uh, I'm going to be okay. There's moments where I get maybe anxious or I feel just weird and I feel sad about the entire situation here and not being able to plan and make decisions for my future because I don't know so many of the variables that are going to turn here, but I'm going to be okay. What I do feel bad about and what does give me a feeling of uneasiness is everybody else. For a lot of people that I know, um, friends, family and people who have it even worse than them, I don't know if they're going to be okay. If, uh, if things don't, you know, move in a certain direction because of the choices people have made and, and what's happening, you know, where they live. And it's just, I don't like how it makes me feel. And if I start to get in my own head, which is a very crazy, dangerous place to be, I find myself going down like a rabbit hole um, of, of typically negative thoughts of things I used to probably think about when I was you know, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 until like 21, two or three. And, uh, it's tough, man. It's tough when you're in a rough spot or in a rough mental headspace or in rough times, you do forget your blessings and you have to stop and step back and remind yourself like, Hey, if you got a job and you're making money, you got to be thankful. And if you don't like your job, you can change and do something different, but you're thankful that you have a source of income. You're thankful that you have a home. You're thankful that you have a car that you can listen to a podcast, probably in your vehicle or on a thousand dollar phone. It is a gift and a luxury. And if you're healthy enough to be doing split squats and pushing a sled as bad as it sucks, it is a gift, my friends. And so just don't, uh, don't lose sight of that even in, uh, in rough times. But anyways, that has nothing to do with today's podcast. Really? Um, a little bit maybe, but I just want to get that out there because I thought it was important. So with that, do you have a stress bod? I remember the phrase back in the day, like, do you have a dad bod? Like it was like, you know, uh, dad bod stuff. And there was hashtag dad bod. And then you found like a dad who was like super ripped and he would make all of their dads feel bad. But that's really not what we're talking about here. But I just, I remember that off the top of my head. And when I ask, you know, do you have a stress bod? Um, some of you might. Uh, whether you realized or not. And it's the, we're going to kind of break down the, the surprising science of feeling awful and uh, what you can do about it. So we're going to talk about how chronic stress can affect your body, your mind, and your emotions. And I think all of you know this uh, at some point. I'm going to try to go a little bit deeper here in the rabbit hole. Again, like I said, Precision Nutrition put a great piece together here about this, about breaking down kind of like a stress assessment. We do something similar in our 47-day transformation which will kick off in January again. And I think, you know, as much as I, I want everybody to be super happy and amazing and everything to be normal at the end of 2020, I don't think everything is going to be perfect by then. So even though it's a new year, 
I think our 47 day is going to be what a lot of people need in terms of all the pillars of fitness, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. But with that said, most of us think we know what stress is and how stress feels. A pounding heart when you wake up at 3 a.m. by the sound of breaking glass or maybe your dog barking. Uh, I've had that before. My dog barks at 2 a.m. and I'm like freaked out like, oh my God, am I going to have to shoot somebody? We've all been there. Uh, You need to, you know, pee five times before you deliver a presentation or before you run a race. If you've ever been to like a 5K or a half marathon or like a Tough Mudder and seen the line at the porta potties, they're long. And when you get in there, it is not a pleasant experience, my friends. It smells, you know, like a dumpster fire of shit and piss, basically, inside those things. Because people are peeing or they're shitting, depending on what kind of person they are. I'm more of an anxious uh, pee person than a poop person, but hey, no judgments here. But I, again, we all have been there. That is stress, my friends. It's what's causing you, causing you to pee seven times before you go do something. Or a temper bomb that explodes when your entire day kind of goes sideways, you know, kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back. I tend to be pretty good with those things. Uh, towards the end of the day when my wife gets hot and bothered and hungry, you better watch out, my friends. It's uh, She's coming in the house like Chuck Liddell, ready to, you know, throw bombs at you. I have found myself during this kind of season of life, if my day has not went perfect, which I don't think any of them have, and I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm wore down and I'm like at the grocery store and you got your mask on your face and it's just like when it was like 115 here and it was hot and then the the self-checkout, they only have so many of them because you're supposed to socially distance and then the, the, the person in front of you doesn't know how to figure out their crap and you're sitting there and just sweating and it's uncomfortable and it's just... You're about to lose it. I never did, but I do understand how you get to like that, you know, breaking point, if you will. And that's what happens inside our bodies when we're continually exposed to the noise, um, the chaos, the uncertainty of a pandemic, uh, the scars of uh, childhood trauma, the never-ending pressure of parenthood for you guys out there who got kids, of work of finances and if you throw in you know watching the news and garbage like that it is tough to get through man and these you know kind of hidden stressors can be so constant we don't even really register them they're part of a backdrop kind of you know woven seamlessly into your normal life and your normal routine and over time they accumulate and those kind of little hidden stresses can wear you down and it can leave you feeling you know foggy, listless, tired, bloated, sore, or just not being able to focus. And I guess foggy kind of describes that, but I don't have a lot of these symptoms. I think I handle stress pretty good compared to most people, but and a caveat is um, I don't have any kids. My wife is a gangster and I pretty much control my environment most of the time other than when they'd be like, oh, you can't come to work and help people. Like that shit really pissed me off. But what I'd find is as I'm trying to navigate that stuff, I'd have a hard time focusing. I'd be doing a task and then thinking about something else that would make me feel a certain way or I just really couldn't drill down and be as as productive as quickly. And my whole life thrives on me just like drilling down task by task by task by task. And I found myself, 
you know, kind of wandering. And it was, uh, it was tough, man, for sure. And, uh, you know, people used to call that, I think, like the, uh, the walking dead syndrome or, you know, adrenal fatigue, which a lot of you guys are familiar with. And like the adrenal fatigue theory, you know, kind of goes like chronic stress depletes the adrenal glands, reducing the ability to pump out the stress hormone cortisol. And this, you know, adrenal fatigue state, you know, would leave people drained, if you will. And that certainly sounds kind of plausible, but there's a couple of doctors um, from the adrenal and, and hypertension unit over at uh, a university in Brazil, and they took a closer look at the research and they examined uh kind of the adrenal fatigue process, and they poked, you know, hundreds of holes uh, through the course of 58 studies, you know, saying adrenal fatigue was really not uh, not a thing. And I guess the exact words adrenal fatigue, you know, doesn't exist, if you will. And their most convincing argument against adrenal fatigue was most people tested for the condition found that their cortisol levels were actually normal. So in other words, that their adrenal glands were anything but depleted. So, you know, what the hell is going on, right? So if adrenal fatigue isn't a thing, which according to this, it says it, it really isn't, what is the deal, right? So it has to do with this HPA access dysfunction. So in, in simple language, HPA access dysfunction means the stress response doesn't work the way it should. So HPA stands for hypothalamic pituitary adrenal. And the word axis means those things are all connected specifically. So the area of the brain called the hypothalamus interprets stress, secreting a hormone called CRH. And now CRH tells the pituitary gland to release another hormone, ACTH. And this is a mouthful here. I'm not going to pronounce these because I'm an idiot gorilla and I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but the ACTH instructs the adrenal glands to make the stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline. So once your adrenals have pumped out some cortisol, they tell the brain, hey, we did our job, and the brain flips off the stress response. At least that's how it's supposed to work. But when we face too many stresses too close together for too long, this intricate system can malfunction, and that's what you get. Your adrenals either don't tell your brain we did our job or your brain doesn't hear the message. The end result, the cortisol production stays on when it really should be turned off. And that's the problem. When your cortisol production stays on when it should really turn off like a light switch. And through more research is obviously, you know, going to be needed to completely kind of paint this picture. Some functional medicine experts believe that this constant flood of cortisol makes the body resistant to the message. So, hence the problem that we have here. So, if we're talking about, you know, stress bod in detail, um, the whole HPA access dysfunction is obviously a mouthful, and I don't want to get too uh, lost in the science, because even for me, as I read it and understand it and talk about it with uh our physician friends and uh, our fitness pros here, it's a lot to chew on. And so I guess the simpler term for, you know, the HPA axis dysfunction is stress bod. And the people at PN basically coined the uh, stress bod is kind of like their term. And uh, when you have a stress bod, you might not feel rested even after sleeping for more than eight hours. So we as adults turn to 
caffeine, sugar, salt, and fat as energy or as coping substances, if you will. And I say that as I sit here at 4 o'clock sipping on this cold brew uh, to keep me rocking and rolling. And if we ignore, you know, our body's messages to take it easy, which I have been guilty of many times before, I will say this, I'm getting much better as I've gotten older, either because A, I like to think I'm getting smarter, or my body is just telling me, hey, Jeremy, fuck off, we're not going to, you know, make ourselves sick and run down anymore. I tend to kind of take my foot off the gas. But some people do ignore the message to, to, uh, you know, kind of take it easy, and they try to power through an intense workout and they'll likely find that they you know can't pump out as many reps or as many sets or they can't lift as heavy or run as quick as they used to and they might even get injured and sick and now I've been guilty of this before especially when we do extreme stuff and at this point in my life I'm being completely honest if my body doesn't feel good and I even think for a minute that I'm going to get sick or I don't feel ideal, I will not work out as hard. I just won't do it. And if I really feel like, hey, I got a little something here, even though I slept a lot, I still don't feel right, I'll eat more, and I'll either not work out, or I'll work out way less. And I'll, you know, take in an abundance of, especially if if you kind of feel the onset of it, of vitamin C, of bone broth, of upping the probiotics, of upping athletic greens, and really eating more healthy fats, proteins, and even getting some carbohydrates in there because I don't want to get injured or sick, which happens to a lot of people because they try to power through it and gut through it when they already have so many stressors going on in their life and you can't do that. And if we were, you know, really to think about it, when you look at your life, you know, you got your stress of kids, your stress of work, your stress of finances, your stress of a husband or a wife and family members, and then you take into account the pandemic and then the election and you're trying to be shredded. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. Um, but there's good news. You know, um, if you've been beating yourself up during this year for skipping workouts, for gulping down boxes of, of pastries and, and cookies and drinking more booze than you should, and mindlessly scrolling through social media when you're supposed to be working. Um, give yourself a break, dude. Uh, we did a podcast on this the other day called uh, Don't Be Your Own Worst Enemy, and I mean that sincerely. Now, obviously, if you're a lazy ass, you know, I can go the David Goggins route and tell you, you know, quote-unquote, find a fucking way to stop making excuses of why you can't do something. But uh, there is a time and place for that for sure. But there's also a time and place to give yourself a break and understand that you're probably not lazy. You just got a lot of stress going on, man. And you got to find a way to kind of, you know, rein that shit in. And you might be in a situation that happens to be incredibly uh, common, especially this year, given the state of uh, uncertainty that is kind of unfolded and is unfolding for all of us around the world. Uh, in fact, an uh, example, in April of this year, a uh, percentage of people living in the UK who are experiencing a significant mental distress found that it rose to 27% of people who were surveyed compared to just 19% the year before. 
that is a pretty big increase of people who were feeling overly stressed, you know, from one year to the next. And that's just people who were pulled. I, I imagine the number is actually much higher. And so I'm going to take you guys through here really quick. Just this little quiz uh, to help you kind of determine your stress load. And this is, you know, coined from PN. They put together this, uh, you know, stress load quiz. And, and what is a stress load, right? Well, these are questions to kind of rank your overall stress as well as how effectively you are coping with it. So based on this kind of perceived stress scale, this kind of PSS scale, which is the most widely used stress assessment, uh, I'm going to walk you through the questions. And again, obviously, I know this is on audio. I'm happy to, uh, I'm probably going to share this on our newsletter, um, either later this week or early the week of like Thanksgiving, like the 23rd, 25th. And if you not, if you guys are not on our newsletter, um, hit me up, send me your email. I'm happy to throw you on the list. We send out at least three emails per week, every single week. And we've done that for 11 years now. Some weeks we send out five emails. So again, just a great resource for you guys. Again, hundred percent for free, costs you nothing, comes right to your inbox. And I'll throw this on there. So if you want to see the written version, but the questions are this, if you're listening in your car or doing your walk with your dog or your cardio in the last month, how often have you been upset because something happened unexpectedly? And then you have the options of saying never, almost never, sometimes fairly often or often. But how many times in the last month have you been upset because something happened unexpectedly? For me, fairly often. A lot of unexpected bullshit uh, came my way in the last month, let alone the last year. In the last month, how often have you felt that you were unable to control important things in your life? Sometimes I'm going to go with there. In the last month, how often have you felt nervous or stressed? Uh, I'm going to go with sometimes. And in a normal year, never or almost never. There's been, there's times where like the year before this, never stressed, zero or almost never. I think you always have to have a little bit for sure if you care about stuff, but nothing like 2020, man. In the last month, how often have you found that you could not cope with all the things that you had to? Um, never. I coped with everything, but I, I do understand how people feel like they can't. Again, I said this before, if I had kids during this year, I don't know if I'd still be married and if I wouldn't have just pulled around Swanson and just drained all the money that I could find and then just found a cabin in the woods somewhere and completely just unplugged and, uh, you know, became like a lumberjack, Paul Bunyan style. Uh, I'm joking, but in a serious sense, I'm sure I would have thought about it if I had a bunch of kids because uh, I don't know how you parents are navigating that, you know, again, tip of my cap to you, respect. In the last month, how often have you been angered because of things that have happened that were outside of your control? I'm sure some of you can relate to that. In the last month, how often have you felt, you know, difficulties were piling up so high you could not overcome them? In the last month, how often have you felt confident about your ability to handle your personal problems? In the last month, how often have you felt that things weren't going your way? In the last month, how often have you been able to control irritations in your life? In the last month, how often have you felt that you were on top of things? Now, basically, this is a, you know, kind of scale of one to 10, you know, saying like, 
zero to 13, if you're to score it, like your perception of stress is relatively low, it's great. If you're scoring it 27 to 40, your perception of stress is pretty high and that's okay, you can do something about it. And now that you know where you stand, you can kind of understand the, the stress bot symptoms and you can kind of pinpoint the sneaky stressors that are in your life. And when we're talking about it, like the stress bot, right? Like when you look at it, how it affects you in terms of, you know, feeling puffy, lethargic, dull, what are the causes of it? Um, I think a lot of things, you know, we manifest stress differently, all of us, but I think there is some, some generalizations where things are the same, right? Where your brain, right? You're, you're fogged over, poor sleep, it leaves you forgetful, you know, you're kind of touchy-feely in terms of like your moods, you are full of self-doubt, uh, and you can't concentrate. I think that's uh, a pretty common one. And if you're stressed, you probably keep getting sick. Your white blood cell levels drop, inflammation goes up, it's hard to fight infection and heal wounds, your blood vessels constrict, your resting heart rate rises, um, increased risk of diabetes, heart disease, and more. That's why I would say drinking water, eating real food, getting good sleep, exercising, trying not to watch the news and negative shit is going to make you a healthier person. It just will. If we're talking, you're struggling with weight. If you're stressed, your levels of hunger, your hormone ghrelin rises while levels of the satiety hormone leptin drop, boosting cravings. Meanwhile, your metabolism slows. For a lot of people, you're not in the mood to have sex. The drop in the sex hormone production can slam the brakes on your sex drive. Again, the lack of sleep and stress both hinder your ability to recover from one workout to the next. If you're talking gut issues, sensitive nerves in charge of digestion can intensify heartburn, stomach aches, and diarrhea. So stress is affecting all of these things. So if you find yourself feeling any of those through this, that is stress, my friends, which we we might not really even be noticing at first until a week goes by and two weeks go by and you're like, holy shit, this is what's been happening. So it's nice to audit how we feel and identify what is going on in the body and understand there is negative effects if that continues to play out week after week after week after week. Now, certain factors increase your risk of having a quote unquote stress bot, right? You know, these ongoing negative stressors that wear you down. And again, go over the list for, for a lot of us here. And most of us are adults listening. I don't have a lot of, I just looked at our demographics the other day. I do have a huge group of 25 to 34 year olds. I appreciate you young kids listening to me. Uh, but again, you're 25 to 34, you're a grown ass adult. You got a job, you live on your own. You're all part of this. So some of the things uh, that are kind of ongoing uh, negative stressors, the pandemic, Biggest pain in my ass for sure. I'm so over this shit. Next one, conflict with loved ones. Uh, some of you guys, and that could be tied to the pandemic. Some of your parents want to see you. Some of your parents don't want to see you. Some of them feel comfortable. Some of them don't feel comfortable. Uh, prolonged financial worries. This has put a stress on people's businesses, on their careers, on their lives. Endless to-do lists. Constant worrying. Uh, overuse of stimulants. Alcohol, tobacco, uh, caffeine. Uh, distressing work environment, working from home, kids working from home, uh, politics, all of those things are just like a big stress shitstorm. And 
Nobody can escape all those. Nobody. Not even me. Um, I run a business during a pandemic, a fitness business, and they try to vilify it multiple times. I hope we're past that, but it's been complete horseshit, if I'm being honest with you. If I didn't love the people here so much, and I didn't love fitness and see the importance of it, I would just do this online all day. But even with that said, I found myself in here for many days during this by myself, not talking to a human, making money, and it sucked ass, and it wasn't fun. I want to be here and work out with my friends. That's why we fill this place with cool, fun equipment and create these workouts so we can all kind of bitch about it and complain about it together, knowing it's it's making us healthier uh, and happier. So being more stress sensitive moving forward, what do we need to do? Stress sensitive, isolation, not good for us. Um, a pessimistic reactionary attitude is not good for us. Too much time in go, go, go settings, never stepping back and auditing and seeing what makes us happy. And, uh, I think we have to get away from some of that. We, we can't be so busy working in our lives. We don't get to work on our lives. You can't have this glass half empty attitude, always reacting negative to everything that comes your way. And then obviously I do think the isolation is terrible. I just, I can't get down with that. I'm not saying you got to go to a rock concert. And again, I'm all for, you know, put on your mask and social distance and do all the things you're supposed to do. I get it. But this staying home and not seeing friends and not seeing family and not doing anything with the people you love and you care about for super long periods of time, it's bad news, bro. Like, I just don't. I don't see that as a solution. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything. I'm just a fucking gorilla in a warehouse. But man, what I know is this: you know, you can't, you can't have a uh, the the cure be worse than the problem in that regard. And I know a lot of people who get into really bad, sad, negative head spaces, and it's going to do them harm. Not just for now, but like there's long-term effects of that. And I don't think it's good. So. I want you to try to be more, you know, stress resistant than stress sensitive, right? And so that's a strong support network, whether it be digitally. And again, if you're going to be on social, only follow accounts that put you in a good mood and fill your head with positive things. I'm not saying don't be informed, that's fine. But how much negative shit do you need to read and see? It just it, it doesn't do you any good. Um, and if you're if you're if you're not comfortable being in big groups of people, that's fine. Find a couple of people that you are comfortable being around and be around them for sure. And have a strong support group of friends and family. If it's people like me, whatever it is, find podcasts you can listen to that put you in a good mood, that teach you something, that help move your life forward. Um, do things that give you a sense of control. Try to have a more optimistic, you know, pivot, go with the flow attitude. It's tough even for me. I get it. I got a lot of stuff I want to plan and I can't. I think it's complete horseshit, but what am I supposed to do? Sit and bitch and whine and complain? That's not going to do anybody any good. I got to try to be productive and be as optimistic as I can for myself, for my wife, for all of our people here and for all of you guys listening. Um, try to put yourself in soothing comfortable, positive environments that support your mindset and your body and what you want to do. And uh, try to work on your coping skills. You know, if it's mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing, whatever your thing is, 
do more of that. And really just understand the, the damage it does if you don't get enough rest and recovery. Because sleep and relaxation allow the body to adapt, repair, and grow stronger. That is vital, not just now, but for the rest of your life. And when you don't give yourself enough downtime, you grow weaker and your athletic performance suffers. And nobody wants that. So six steps to addressing your stress bot. Step number one, rule out all the other problems, right? Your healthcare provider can test you for you know anemia and other conditions that look and feel like a stress bot. So just know if you, you're going in, for surely you guys get a yearly physical for sure. Uh, if you can get your blood work done a couple times a year, I think that's ideal to see what else is going on. Uh, but just rule out it's not something else going on. And that's probably the first key. Number two, look for the hidden stressors, right? And some stressors don't feel stressful. But which ones do you have, right? So how frequently are you using social media? And how does social media make you feel? What is your screen time? I'm not judging anybody here. I, I I appreciate you guys, all of you, whenever you're listening to this, if it's right now in 2020, or if you're listening to me three years from now or four years from now, I appreciate you listening and following our stuff on you know whatever social media app is out, if it's Instagram, if it's YouTube, if it's the podcast, obviously, because you're listening, I thank you for that. But how frequently are you using social media and what is your screen time? How much time do you sit and look at this and phone in front of your face? An hour a day? Two, three, four, five hours of screen time? And what are you doing on the phone? I do social media differently probably than most of you. I follow people, but I don't really follow anybody. I read and see very little. I post, I might see a couple of things right there in the queue, and then I run away. You'd be surprised how little um, I see on social media. I reply to our people. I've gotten worse at replying to comments in the feed. DMs I try to always get to because they tend to be more serious things. And I, I'll go through the, the posts about twice a week and try to like look at all the comments and give people feedback. And I try to help you guys. But I don't look at other fitness accounts. I don't really care. I, I need to see somebody else's kettlebell workout like I need to be punched in the face. I just, it's not for me. I'm not judging anybody. If it helps you guys get jacked and motivated, please do it. I don't need that for motivation. I don't watch the news. I've deleted all of the news apps off my phone. I've blocked all of the news things on my phone. The only thing that comes on my computer and I can't figure out how to turn it off is like Business Insider will give me the market updates, which I can just type in Dow Jones on Google and I can see if it went up or down, which is probably an indicator of where my, you know, personal funds are going. But if you're frequently using social media and it's making you feel a certain way, either you're coveting, you know, your your neighbor's house or their car or their trip or how happy they look, or you're going down the political shit storm or you're tracking the COVID shit every fucking day, don't do that, dude. It's not going to help you. It's only going to stress you out. It's panic porn. The media drives off of fear. If it bleeds, it leads. That's been the case forever. It probably will never change. And so if you're going on the news, it's not going to make you feel good. I don't, somebody message me and correct me if you're wrong. Say, hey, Jeremy, I read the news every day and it makes me feel really good. They always tell really positive, 
light, heartwarming stories about everybody and everything. They don't. It's bullshit. That's why I don't follow it. So if you're on social and you find yourself feeling anxious or stressed and not good, don't be on social as much or at all for that matter. Next one. The obsessive news consumption, which I touched on briefly, stop doing that. If something's important, you're going to know. Duncan Trestle shared a great quote. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet or not. There's a great quote he shared the other day, and I'm going to butcher it by paraphrasing, but it was something like, there's a guy somewhere, phoneless, enjoying a waterfall, not knowing how stressed and panicked he's supposed to be right now. It's something like that. And the takeaway was he's not watching the news. He's not watching the, the 19 election updates or what's going on with the, the pandemic. He's just out in nature enjoying a waterfall, not knowing how stressed and freaked out he's supposed to be. I said that the other day, I got so busy here. I didn't get to post our stuff on social till like six o'clock at night or even probably later, like seven o'clock. Uh, because I had groups all day, individuals all day, and then we're getting our 50-day challenge kind of people uh, plugged into there. And I got home to Heather, and I'm like, it was the sun was shining. There was a nice, cool breeze. I got to talk with all of our clients here, which are all super fucking cool. And I'm like, I felt great. I felt normal. And then if I find myself having somebody share something or I see something pop up about the news or what's going on, I immediately feel like shit. I immediately feel crappy. I immediately feel this sense of uncertainty and anxiety. And I'm like, why? Like, why would anybody consciously seek that out every day? To feel terrible, to feel bad, to feel stressed. It doesn't make you feel good. So you have to stop with the obsessive news consumption. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I know I waste enough time already for you guys, but I I can't harp on it enough. If something is important, they're going to tell you. You're going to find out. It's going to be everywhere. You don't need to seek it out. Just like good things, right? Like, oh, what's the next best thing? You already know about Netflix. It found you. Is an iPhone awesome? Yes, it is. It found you. You know, the greatest things in life, like, do you know what beer is? Yeah. You don't got to go search it out. It'll find you. Do you know what wine is for you people who love wine? Yeah. Do you know what sex is? It'll find, like, the great things find you. Just like the the really bad shit does too. You don't have to consciously search it out. So stop the obsessive news consumption. Other stressors. Air pollution in the high density areas. Excessive noise. Frequent travel when we could still travel. Uh, Super intense exercise all the time is also a stressor. You can't beat the shit out of your body every single day. Food intolerances. That's why I talk about auditing when you eat. How do you feel? How do you react? Super high caffeine intake. Super high alcohol intake. Drug abuse, for sure. Again, a little bit of caffeine is fine. A little bit of alcohol is fine. Certain kind of drugs a little bit is fine. If you're doing heroin and meth, probably not. Although in Oregon, I guess you can do that shit now. Not my place to judge. But I would steer away from meth. I don't think it's really great for a lot of people. But... If you want to dabble a little bit into, you know, drinking whiskey or having coffee, I think that's fine. Um, If you're always texting and emailing, again, with the screen time, super long, stressful commutes in traffic. If you're stuck in an unhealthy relationship, if you're always comparing yourself to others, 
That, my friends, are the hidden stressors that you're taking on on top of all the other adult real bullshit you got to deal with. Just audit yourself. And, and, and again, don't make it worse than it is. Don't make it better than it is. Just tell yourself exactly like it is and be honest with yourself and log your stress for a week. Keep track of your stress symptoms. Each morning when you wake up, how do you feel? How did you sleep? What's your heart rate? What's your temperature? And then throughout the day, what do you eat and drink? How do you feel when you eat and drink those things? Exposure to any of the other hidden stresses. What things are making you feel a certain way instantly? If you're around a certain person, how do you feel? When they talk about certain things, how do you feel? When you're on other people, do you feel good? When you're on other people, do you feel bad? When you watch this on TV, do you feel like shit? When you watch this, do you feel good? Each night, what time do you go to sleep? How do you feel before bed? What did you read? What did you watch? How does it make you feel? And then if you can, start to remove those stressors. I'm not telling you what to do. Some people think therapy is dope. Go talk to a therapist. Limit your exposure to the news. I say once a week, if that. I don't watch this shit at all. I got enough smart clients who come in here and they watch it sometimes and they tell me what they see in here and that's going to be good enough. Everything else, fuck it. I don't care. Call me old fashioned. Call me Ron Swanson. I'm okay with it. The older I get, the more I feel like I'm a mix between Dexter Morgan and Ron Swanson. That's a scary place to be, I know, but I do feel that uh, as I get older. And again, uh, what is your time box of worrying? When are you most stressed? Early in the morning? Middle of the day? Late at night? When is your quote-unquote you know, time box of worrying going on the most? And how can you alleviate that? You know, um, Are you working from home? And if you are all the time, is it stressing you out? Could you work from a coffee shop? Could you work somewhere else? Um, ask for help if you're stressed, you guys. From... If it's a therapist, if it's uh, your supervisor, if it's a coworker, if it's a friend, if it's a family member, if it's Jeremy Scuff in his podcast, shoot us a message. I'll happy to share with every, you know, pearls of wisdom I, I might have, although I'm trying to give them all to you here. But again, I'm trying to help you guys remove the stressors uh, if you can. And if you can with the social media, right, and the screen time, find a time box to do your social. Maybe every day between six and seven. Or four and five. You get on social, you do all your stuff, and then you get off. When I post on there, I post and run away. I try to answer the questions in the DMs because they tend to be real stuff. We want to give people if it's free guides or uh, discounts on athletic greens or information in our programs or how we do coaching, whatever it may be. Otherwise, I post and run away. I have no, no offense. You guys are all great. I think you're amazing people. I appreciate you. I don't need to see you and your kids at a pumpkin patch. I don't give a shit. If you share it and we've met in real life and I know your kids, cool. I'll look at it, give it a like because your kids probably, you know, puked on my floor or took a dump in our bathroom and we had to clean it up. We can have a funny story. That's great. But otherwise, like, I don't need to see that stuff. Like, I think it's awesome. I love people sharing a scrapbook of their life, but I have enough stuff to deal with. I don't have time 
if I really want to be as productive and helpful of a person to my wife, to our friends, to our family, to our clients, and to everybody else listening, to sit and scroll on social media and see what everybody else is doing. I got to find enough time to, to, to do the things that I want to do after I'm done doing the things I need to do. Also, if you're trying to cut down stress, outsource your least favorite activities like house chores, like cleaning. If you can financially afford it, please do it. Hiring a cleaning person has saved me so much stress, time, effort, and energy. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really wouldn't. From the cleaning companies to my girl Esmeralda and her little squad here. Esmeralda, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but if you do, I appreciate you. Sometimes I come in. She'd be playing Don Omar in here like it's a rock concert. I think it's great. Uh, a, now I know who Don Omar is, but two, keeps my place clean. And uh, I'm not going to scrub the toilets in my gym. I don't want to do that anymore. If I have to, I'll do it. I did it for years, but no, I don't have to. Because they clean so much better than I do. It cuts down on my stress. It cuts down and it frees me up of time. If you can afford it at your house, please do it. It will probably cut down on arguments and fights you have with your husband or wife. Because I don't want to scrub toilets and showers. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. So if I can pay somebody else to do it and that's their job and they do it better and provide them income and it provides them a job and a life, I'm happy to do it. But outsource the task you're not good at. If you got a pool and you get a pool person, cool. Uh, if there's things you're not great at, like if you can hire a fitness coach to help you program your workouts and get them done, then do that. I think it's money well spent. Also, I think you should establish boundaries. Like get off your phone after 8 o'clock at night or don't keep your cell phone by your bed. I've told my wife this a million times. I keep mine in the bathroom. When, when I'm ready to lay down for the night, my phone usually is in the other room anyway, um, and I keep it in the bathroom. I do not see it. So if I'm in bed, I'm in bed. I can turn on the TV, watch Netflix. Again, I'm not going to watch bullshit. We've been watching uh, Shit's Creek, by the way, which I've never seen it before. I think we just watched the whole first season like this week. Uh, amazing show. They're like 20-minute episodes. Super funny. Very well done. And just puts you in a good mood. Like there's nothing negative in it. It can't stress you out. It's very light, easy watching. That's great. But to my point, I don't, um, I don't do work in bed. I don't bring my computer in the bedroom. I don't bring my phone in the bedroom. I just have no interest in doing that. If I'm going to lay down and chill, I'm going to lay down and chill. I do set boundaries. When I work, I work and I don't want people fucking with me. I want to be here. Uh, 99% of the time I do my work in this office that I'm talking to you right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this is our work office. If you ever come in here and train, you walk in, we have a lobby and then we have our office. Then we have the place where we do workouts. I set boundaries though. If I'm at home with my wife, I'm with my wife. If I'm laying with my dog, I'm laying with my dog. If I'm watching UFC with my friends, I'm watching UFC with my friends. If I'm out at the shooting range, I'm out at the shooting range. If I'm playing basketball, I'm playing basketball. I'm not going to mix those together. I care about work when I'm working. Other than that, establish boundaries and keep moving forward. And again, you guys should automate, you know, the decisions in your life. Like, I know my wife is going to hate if she listens to this. I wear the same shit all the time. I have this black hoodie on right now. I have six of these. I wear them almost every day. I have the same four color joggers in black and gray. I wear them every day. 
I have like six of these hats, these American flag hats. I wear them every day. Um, I got tons of shoes. They're all just the same. Reebok Nanos or Noble Trainers. And I automate the things that are not important. I eat the same meals most of the time because it causes me no energy. I don't have to stress about it. I just wake up. I put on these joggers. I put on this hoodie. I throw on this hat and I come to work. That's it. I drink the same coffee, the same waters, the same Powerades. I eat the same meal one and meal two most of the days a week. It's boring. It's repetitive, but it's automated. I don't have to think about it. And it allows me to be highly productive and get way more stuff done than the average person because I'm not wasting time worrying about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear. It's just done. Um, it might not be a great answer for a lot of people to hear, but during this season of life, the less things I have to think about, the more free my brain can be and the less I have to stress, the better off I am. And then obviously, for a lot of you, this is a tough one. Consider breaking up with toxic, chronic, stressful relationships in your life. I'm not telling you what to do, but if you're with a partner and they're causing you a lot of stress and they're making you feel a certain way, you know, unwanted or they make you feel bad and and not happy and you're just not enjoying your life, consider breaking up with them. If that's your friends, if that's, you know, certain family members, if it's, you know, a husband or wife, I'm not telling you what life decision to make, but if you're not willing to reconcile and fix it, and more often than not, you don't put each other in good moods, what the hell are you doing? Why are you hanging on to it? I'm I'm not here to tell you what to do. I know things are messy with logistics, with you own a home, you got kids, and all these things, but... Life is too short, man, uh, to put up with bullshit and be constantly stressed out and be surrounded in a toxic environment that's doing your body and your mind and your life more harm than it is good. So I would try to uh, rectify that any way you can and remove that stress from your life as soon as possible. Now, you can also add stress relievers. You know, and you try to find things that are going to relieve stress in your life that are going to work well. So some things like meditation, yoga, deep breathing, you know, stretching, the mobility stuff, you know, having meaningful discussions with people, uh, meaningful relationships is key. If it's a sauna, if it's drinking tea, if it's warm baths, music, candles, if it's connecting with friends, if you like to paint, to draw, to color, recreational sports, uh, bowling, basketball. I enjoy shooting firearms. Some kid asked me the other day, what do you do, Jeremy, to let off stress? I'm like, I really don't do anything other than work out and work, but uh, I do like to shoot firearms. I grew up doing it my whole life. Uh, it's always been fun. Um, I like to, to shoot things. I like to blow shit up. It's just uh, it's who I am. It's ingrained in me. I did it as a kid. I like to play basketball. I like to listen to rap music. Again, for you guys, same thing. If you like going for walks, my wife loves it. She loves time in nature. Uh, honestly, I love to sit down sometimes and just count my blessings and realize how lucky I am and how gifted I am and appreciate it. And it helps me kind of get out of the negative uh, thought process and gets me out of my own bullshit. Writing thank you notes uh, helps. Searching for, you know, a silver lining, even in the toughest shit. And just intentionally just spreading happiness, man. 
trying to be productive. One of the things I do that helps me uh, relieve the most stress is just being productive. It really is, man. Um, Whether it's not just a workout, but uh, for you guys, just doing the podcast. And uh, because there's so many messages we get, so I appreciate all of you, you know, letting me know, but it's helpful. So I try to give as much as I can. And uh, I feel good giving away t-shirts. I feel good giving away, you know, videos and doing what we do. Obviously, we need to get paid because this is a business. We got to make money and we do. Uh, But it feels good to add, you know, some of these you know, stress relievers to my toolbox. And the podcast has been one of the biggest ones during this time of the year or this, this time of, of life really. But, uh, again, if you guys are trying to do that, pick a, pick one, uh, going for walks, being in nature, whatever it is, you know, track your, your morning heart rate, your temperature, your mood, your energy levels. And after 14 days of journaling that, you know, see what's working. And what isn't and repeat the ones that are are working well and let go of the ones that aren't working great. And, you know, what you have to do is just, you know, embrace this incremental change for long term success. So it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to throw some of these in some will work some won't but just gradually over time, keep doing your thing and, you know, understanding that quality nutrition, sleep and self care can protect you from having a stress bod. Um, But the all or nothing approach isn't going to be you know, productive, it's actually counterproductive. And so a lot of health practices are like a dial, you know, like you have like this dial from like one to 10, one meaning you're not doing shit, 10 meaning you're like all in a crazy person. And uh, you just have to ask yourself, you know, how does it feel when you go from like, level one to two, two to three, three to four, five to six, and then all the way to 10. And uh, you can only gauge it by how you gauge it. I'm not saying you have to be you know, perfect with your nutrition, perfect with your sleep, perfect with your self-care. But if you know your nutrition's at a one, taking it from a one to a five, it's going to be a game changer. Um, if your sleep sucks and uh, maybe you sleep four hours a night, I'm not telling you, you got to go to sleep 10 hours a night, but moving it from a four to a five, you know, or a, from six hours to six and a half hours can be a huge game changer over the course of two weeks if you really track yourself and see how you feel. And the same thing for self-care. If you're doing nothing to relieve stress now and nothing to make yourself feel better, I think you need to. You got to take some time for yourself to go for a walk or to watch a movie or do the things that actually light you up and make you feel good. And then just audit yourself week by week. And again, those small little incremental changes compound over time to allow you to be more free, allow you to feel better, allow you to stress less, which is ultimately the key to not having a quote unquote, you know, stress bot, if you will, which, again, very few people can be super successful if they're always stressed out chronically, even if you don't realize it, all the small underlying things we mentioned here today might be pulling you down. And then when you throw into the mix, the big stressors, you do realize those can be some of the biggest reasons why you're not making progress with your body physically, Um, and not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally as well. We all want to be growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's just the reality of life. And so hopefully, uh, this podcast helped you guys. I really think it's just important, uh, to manage your health, like everything else in life. I think sometimes we just, we take it for granted. We assume that it should just happen naturally for us or come naturally to us, but ask any person who's really healthy, 
they're very diligent with their routine of, you know, when they go to sleep, when they wake up, how much water they drink, what kind of foods they're eating, how much exercise they're getting in, um, what do they watch, what do they listen to, what kind of people do they associate with, and who do they hang out with, and if you can start to get a better handle on that, I think you're going to stress way less and be much more successful. And uh, you can get rid of a lot of the chronic stress that's affecting your body, your mind, and your emotions day in and day out. So hopefully that helps you guys. Uh, I think I'm going to get Heather on the podcast tomorrow. We have an episode for you as well. Uh, again, reminder, if you want to check out some of the Beam products, the Beam CBD does help me sleep. A lot of people say it helps with anxiety as well. Um, but I do find I sleep better, which makes me feel better and, and kind of leads to an overall better you know, quality of life. But if it can help with anxiety, it's worth a shout. We give it to our dog. It seems to help her. So uh, I can always get you guys 20% off any of the beam products, whether it be the tincture, the balms, any of the, the, uh, the clarity, the dream stuff that does help you sleep, which does have the melatonin and the theanine in it. If you really want to try it and you're on the fence, I can send you a sample pack of the dream stuff. And again, it's always code Jeremy Scott on the beam site to get you guys 20% off always and forever. But again, I'm happy to send you what I can or send you the link directly and walk you through each of the products that I've taken uh, and the ones that I take specifically uh, every single day. And then uh, again, my homies at JLab are going to have a sale going on on Tuesday, on uh, November the 17th. I think it's about 30% off everything on the site. So you guys can get down with that as well. And then obviously, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Appreciate you for it. And just leave a comment. So if you're on your iPhone, scroll your finger all the way down, drop it a five star, leave a couple messages. I truly would appreciate it. And please just share this with a friend or family member who you know is stressing and maybe is kind of, you know, struggling with their fitness goals because they are kind of in this stress mode, maybe this can help them and, and paint a clearer picture of how to get to where they want to go in terms of how they look and move and feel. So if you're watching right now on YouTube, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube channel. It is 100% free. We have 1,300 videos on there now and loading most of these podcasts weekly so you can watch me ramble on if listening wasn't enough but i think most of you listen uh very few of you watch and i i think that makes the most logistical sense so uh you guys have an amazing rest of your friday nights i'll be back tomorrow and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace